Hello, Hoochies. It is your highly sensitive hood rat astrologist. I'm dropping that. Yeah, from henceforth, it's just your highly sensitive hood rat, which means, which gives everything you need to know. I'm highly sensitive, which means that I'm in tune, and this is what I'm feeling. So, as I mentioned in the IGTV video that I just posted, um, I was going to go into more detail on the um, full moon in Leo. Now, as I, as I said, full moon, or Leos are associated with, you know, royalty and regal, regalness and, you know, the queen and the king in the room. And the reason that is such is not because, you know, they're above, or be, they're above anyone, but it's because they rule the heart. Every sign is associated with a particular, you know, body part, and they rule the heart. Um, and sometimes, but also, they rule the ego. Um, but that can be said for Aquariuses as well. Aquariuses and Leos um, oppose each other, which was honestly just means they're on separate sides of the spectrum. It doesn't mean that, you know, um, they battle it out. It means that they honestly are pretty much you know, a mirror image of each other. So where um, Leos are more concerned with self, Aquarius is concerned with the collective, but their intentions are still to, you know, heal, to still help. Um, but what I'm getting at is that it's hard to see the goodness of Leo or, you know, exactly the inner workings of them um, because they're not that, I'd say, open or vulnerable. But neither are Aquariuses, um, you know. It's it's, but that's the royalty part of it. You know, there's a certain distance that they feel in um, compelled to keep between themselves and others, um, and that's not once again because they're not better than you, but just because if it's not worth their time or energy, why let you into their personal space? Why let you into their castle to make a muck? You feel me? So they're, the, the goodness of Leo is that, yes, they rule the heart, which means that everything they do is from the heart. You know, and if you know, spirit resides in the heart. Um, and when tuned in, that means that everything that they're doing is, from, is connected with the higher source. That's why you feel that shit. You know what I mean? They're not going to do it unless they, unless they mean it, unless they really feel it. Um, and this in this and they're also associated with the sun you know so this just draws people in literally just vacuums in the world to look at them and to see (laughs) and to see what they're about um so with that being said as far as you know the, the skimming the surface of leo um full moon in leo associate that with their emotions now um, in the in the IGTV video, I asked the question, "Are you treating your emotions like royalty?" And this means, once it, like I just mentioned, are you giving your emotions enough space to simply exist and to admire them from afar for what they are? Are you treating yourself and your emotions with a particular delicacy? Because not only because they're deserving, because they're above you or below you, but because you see the worthiness of yourself reflected in their mirror. You know, your emotions, much like yourself, 
just want to feel worthy enough to exist and to, and to exist authentically at that. And when you don't treat your emotions with a particular delicacy, that's why they, you know, if you'd like to look at it this way, that's why they rebel against you. You know, your emotions, when you treat them with care, will treat you with care in turn. And by this, I mean that they will show up to heal you when you allow them the space to be. If not, they'll stay stuck in whatever, you know, place within your, uh, I'd like to say the Kundalini, but I might be wrong, don't quote me, but they'll just stay stuck there. And they'll come up with the most unexpected times, the most inconvenient times. And I feel like I mentioned this in Full Moon and Cancer. And if I didn't, I'm saying it now. And if I did, obviously needed to hear it again. But, and I say an example of this is when you find yourself still being affected by something traumatizing, and not all trauma means that you were, you know, physically beaten, feeling embarrassed, feeling shamed, feeling guilt. That is all a form of trauma that we carry around and that we stuff down and comes up in different ways, which, you know, leads to addiction. And I'll go more into detail about that in the Pussy Soliloquy episode, which will be, its subject is on sex addiction. And, I'm sorry, I'm rinsing my face mask. <laughs> but, Shout out to Latifah and Janelle. They put me on smoking lavender. And yes, I mean literally lavender buds rolled up in a raw. <laughs> I'd say it's um it's about this kind of the same effects of CBD where there's no intense high, but it definitely relaxes and calms the body and clears the mind, you know, stops all the chatter. Um, you know, decreases on anxiety. But, um, but as I was saying, your emotions, when you allow your emotions to move through you, because that's all we simply are, is a vessel for energy to move through. Don't ever forget that. And I'm reminding myself as well, you know, if you find yourself in a dark place and feeling lost and, you know, feeling like the world's against you or feeling like, Whatever plans you had, you know, can't go through. So obviously you're doomed to never be happy. Get over yourself. Because it's not your job to, to be in control of the way things unfold. It's your job to show up for yourself as your best self. And Leo, Full Moon Leo, taught me that recently. That, yeah, you can't control shit. So what you can do is 
take the lessons you've learned up until now and use them at your disposal as tools and navigate. And that's it. Make it work for you. You know, if it's not working with you, don't think of it as working against you, but simply work with it. You know, and I haven't made a podcast since like early January, I think. I think it's been about a month. And that's because I needed to heal. I went through a point, and I'm often going through points where. I avoid my own emotions. This stems from, you know, conditioning that says that emotions are to be avoided because they're going to make you hurt and feel pain. And conditioning that says that being vulnerable is a weakness and you should, you know, you should fear that as well. So reconditioning, reteaching myself to be open to whatever uncomfortable feelings come up. Is it, it's, it's, it's spiritual work. It's work. And that especially is why Fulman and Leo also recently taught me that I'm doing the work, so I'm worth it. You know, unworthiness is self, is well-dressed self-sabotage. All right, feeling unworthy will lead you to do and say and think and feel things that aren't even real simply because you don't feel aligned with goodness and abundance, but you feel aligned with lack and surviving, you know, having to grit your teeth and get past something, then just let it walk by. Most cases, when you allow things to just move around you, it won't touch you. And the reason why is because, once again, it's all energy, baby. If you don't resonate with that negative energy that's around you, it can't touch you because you, the, the, there's no match. It's like, um, it's like magnets. It literally will repel each other because they don't match up. But if you yourself latch on to that negative energy and you take it on and you embody it, then yes, Coming around negative energy is going to cling to you because you're, it's like having a little indicator on above your head that says, this is what I allow. This is what I'm, you know, open to taking. This is what I'm holding space for. And I learned that. That's what I'm saying. I've been, I've been in school. I've been in, in spirit school for the last month or so, and I needed to give myself time to fully integrate these lessons and to heal from, you know, the pain. I had got in, or there was a misunderstanding where, I don't want to get into detail. Oh, fuck it, because I really don't care if they hear it or not. Um, This is my podcast where I speak my motherfucking truth. So there's a situation where like I've, I've mentioned before, I used to live with my in-laws and I left a dresser there that I had already, you know, spoke it over my mother-in-law that she could have the dresser when she moved. She was moving recently and was saying, oh, you know what? This would be cute in my bathroom. And I said, oh, sure. Because as far as I'm concerned, 
no matter who purchased it, who spent money on it. It was in my possession, in my apartment to begin with, before I moved in there. And since moving, someone else had, you know, taken possession of the dresser and was using it. So I go to them and I, you know, and I say like, oh, well, there was already an agreement had that that would go to my mother. And, and I, I didn't, I don't like to think I didn't say anything forcefully or that I, you know, was coming off rudely. But their response was to begin trying to shame me and, you know, call me out on all these negative things about me that they think. And my response was not even to defend myself like I normally fulfill. My response was not to take on any of those things that they were saying and, and start to, which is gaslighting, mind you, and to start feeling, you know, shame or, or guilt because, oh my God, they think that about me. Is that true? It don't matter what anyone thinks about you because it's all reflections of a mirror. You can't see anything in anyone that you don't already see in yourself. So if you think someone's beautiful, then babies, because somewhere deep down inside, you think you're beautiful too. And you deserve to give yourself that same love. And this is a lesson I had to learn forever as well, is that, like I said on my IGTV video, martyrdom, which is just like the act of, you know, kind of laying on the ground so people can walk over you and calling it being a savior. But in the meantime, okay, you just got dirty as fuck and you let people walk all over you. Where is this? Where's the, the goodness in that? You know, no one. And then if that isn't enough, when people don't turn around and thank you for getting dirty and getting on the ground, then you pull the victim card and you say that no one appreciates you and that, you know, your kindness is taken for weakness and, you know, and down that rabbit hole. So I didn't take that path. I responded and, and said, um, it has nothing to do with you. So keep it. You know, and, and, and in so many words, I'm not taking that on and I'm not getting involved in whatever you're, you're involving me in right now. This is about the dresser. <laughs> if you want it, okay, it's not that serious. And let's move forward. And to that, her response was still to continue, you know, paying me as the bad guy. And my response was, LOL. One, I really was amused. I was genuinely amused, you know. When you go to your DMs and you see a nine plus new messages, oh boo, they, they, they fell some type of way. And I mean, I just, I found it amusing because like I said, when you're observing things and you're not letting them manipulate you into, you know, or when you allow things to move around you, I'll just keep the same jargon. When you allow things to move around you as opposed to letting them move you, you're the observer, you're in the seat of self. And if you haven't read that book, I can't think of the name of it. Oh, I'm going to look it up. It's by Michael something, but it refers to the seat of self, which is your 
you're, you know, you're the closest you'll ever get to godliness is residing in the heart and it's conscious. There's energy in the body and you just see things for what they are. You don't put a hat on them and try to name them. And I even think that there's a Buddha quote or, you know, that one name that starts with a T and it's like Chick Chick Chong or some shit. Oh, that sounds so racist. I don't know the name. Jenny Aiko be, be posting that nigga. But um, it's a quote that says, you know, to be in nature and to not name the flower, you know, that's true peace. That's acknowledging that everything is as it is supposed to be because that's the way it's written. And I shouldn't have to worry myself about trying to categorize it or attach feelings to it. Another lesson in detachment, which is the only way that you're able to manifest in this life. So, as opposed to getting involved, feeling I need to defend myself, feeling like I needed to in turn, you know, you know, spew negative things that I think about her as well, my response was LOL. And because I was in the seat of self, I saw that Our inner child, having dealt with trauma, learns coping mechanisms. It learns to survive. From the first time its feelings get hurt and they can consciously, you know, shield themselves from it, that's the same thing you do for the rest of your life. Now, some of us, myself, I'll be completely transparent. I learned to find a corner, ball up, and take that and take the hits. Because, one, it's my arrogance. It may seem like it's a weak, like a weak thing of me to do, but my own arrogance won't allow me to put energy into fighting something that I don't give a shit about. So you're upset and you're lashing out at me. I'm not about to lash out at you. That's, this isn't my fight. You're upset. You feel challenged, you feel threatened. So I'm supposed to just hop in this shit with, no, no. And associating that also with martyrdom and feeling like, okay, if, if they need me to be the punching bag for them to feel better, then so be it. Because ultimately my goal is for other people to feel better, for other people to grow, for other people to ascend. So I have all these different, you know, truths and beliefs acting, you know, against one another, but the truth, or I wouldn't say the truth, but the belief isn't coming from an authentic place. So in that moment, I noticed, okay, one, I don't have to sit here and ball up and take whatever you're giving me. One, because I've done it my entire life and that lets me know that I'm a bad bitch and I can take anything. So... Whatever you have, go ahead, bro. Because I can take a fucking punch. Can you? And I also noticed within that other person that their way of coping is to just start swinging. They've, they've been, you know, they've felt attacked at one point in their lives or are still being attacked in their lives. And their go-to is to start swinging to, you know, like, I'm going to hit you before you can hit me. I'm going to intimidate you because 
whether I want to admit it or not, I feel intimidated because I don't feel in control right now. And and that's when there is nothing to, negative to say back. I, I, I see you, I see your heart, and it would it would serve me absolutely nothing, no purpose to attack you because you felt attacked your entire life the same way I have. And that's where connection happens. That's where transcendence happens. That's empathy. And since then, I've been trying to walk in those footsteps. I've been trying to integrate, you know, the truths and beliefs and intentions of that version of myself that isn't afraid to move any, isn't afraid to move, that isn't afraid to allow things to move around her, and that isn't afraid to move forward, most importantly, because anything that comes up against me, I can take it. I'm equipped. I got tools. I got arsenal. And if anything, I feel like that was preparation for the full moon. If you take the time to notice, you're always being prepared for what's to come next. That's why, you know, our our self-perceived negative situations in our life, if you just allow them to go and pass, you see that you were being prepared for what was next. Whether what whatever next comes next is challenging or it's, you know, um, when I say it's challenging or it's, you know, a gift, it's, it's, it's uplifting, whatever it may be, you are being prepared. Which, once again, like I said, it, you see it as just a flower and you don't feel the need to name it. You're simply observing it and seeing the goodness in it that you yourself can... That, seeing the goodness in it that you see in yourself and knowing it's worthy. It's worthy of existing exactly the way it is. I'm worthy of existing exactly the way I am. years ago, 10 years ago, five months ago, 10 months ago, could hear me speaking, she wouldn't believe it. Ten months ago, I thought my world was over. My pet my fiance, even my daughter was taken away from me. And when you think that you're only worthy of being harmed, or you think that you're not worthy of goodness in general, when you're down to nothing, that's the end of the world. But when you step into abundance, 
You've acknowledged that when things are taken away from you, space is being made for better, for more, for things that are actually in alignment with you. But even then, it's still up to you to acknowledge what you are going to choose to resonate yourself with. And it, it took me a minute, but I did. I decided I resonate with goodness. I'm worthy of goodness. So that's what I'm going to wait on, and it's going to arrive. And can nobody tell me fucking different? Not even my own fears. The full moon associated from the lessons from Capricorn season and now I'm being in Aquarius season, all of that juxtaposed next to each other. Let me know that the life that seems so far away from me, I'm already in it. Because it's exactly what I asked for at one time and I'm here. So the life that I think that I can't have, it's not even my say-so, it already is. It already exists somewhere. And right now it's preparing me for it. But even still, I have to do my part and meet it halfway. My actions, intentions, and beliefs have to match up with it vibrationally or else it won't show up. In order to, you know, fuel my, the indicator above my head and let it know where to find me, I have to move forward to meet it.